Ooh, this is gonna get weird. Welcome to episode 96 of where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dub. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. It, uh, it decided to dump feet of snow yesterday, well, the last two days, and it's snowing today yet. So I was unburying my house last night. That's cool. I hurt very bad. I love snow. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. See, the funny thing is I was in Ohio this past weekend, mm-hmm. which I kind of told you about. And Ohio is the state, especially where I was at in Madison, kind of, you know, where it's right near the lake. And I'm, I'm thinking of it as like lake effect area. You know, you guys are going to get tons of snow all the time. And the storm kind of missed you guys, I think, because I was driving home and like as I kept going, it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah, it was weird. And then last night it got really, really deep. So it's fun stuff, you know, getting my workout in with the shovel. Yeah, I have not. uh, I mean, I've probably got maybe four inches, some places five. Um in some places. So I've got, uh, I've not touched my driveway at all. Thankfully me and my wife both drive <clears throat> something. I, honestly, it's only four inches. So it's about any, any car could get through it too, but I'm like, ah, I don't really need to, I don't really need to shovel or cause my snowblower died <clears throat> on me. Um, I actually did the final pass of finishing my driveway and it just died. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, that worked out pretty well, but now I don't have a snowblower and I just haven't had the time to shovel and I don't really need to either. It's one of those things like eventually it's going to warm up, right? It'll just melt. Not really. So I went out last night. Well, so I stayed home yesterday cause I was traveling in at uh, black iron gunners open range day thing that he had this past weekend. So I took Monday off to spend time with the family and I shoveled, I don't know, probably six inches around lunchtime or a little bit before lunchtime. And then the kids went down for a nap and I took a nap because I was just worn out from driving. And by the time I woke up, we had like two feet of snow on top of what I already had. So yeah, my, uh, you know how it is with those kinds of snows, you end up piling up like five foot tall piles on all sides of the driveway. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was too much that even my Jeep, man, if I would have just tried to like, bust my way through it it just would have made an ice patch underneath and been ugly so we ended up ended up doing it the right way it just took me like i i probably shoveled for three and a half hours last night and then came home because like after the shoveling was done a bunch of my buddies and i got together and we went out to go play in the jeeps and stuff um and then when i got home i shoveled again because we probably had another three or four inches in the time that I was just out driving around. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. It's, I love it. <clears throat> I love the snow. I do. I, I love snow. I just yeah. don't like shoveling. And every year I'm like, come spring, I'm buying a legit snowblower. Yeah. And it's not that I couldn't, it's just, I forget. And then winter comes around and I'm like, yeah, where's that snowblower? <laughs> and I'm not willing to pay inflated prices. No, you don't go buy one now. That's why I'm you know, whatever happens the rest of the year, I'm just going to shovel because I'm not going to go buy a snowblower in snowblower season. But the thing is, I've had our last three winters have been so mild. I didn't even start my snowblower. 
Um, well, I, I didn't even use it. I, I go out every now and then and start it just to make sure it runs. And uh, But, yeah, I didn't even really use it. And this winter has not this, – this is like the second time that I, I could have used it. So it's – I still consider this a mild winter here. But I would love – we won't – no, we won't have snow chat too much longer here, but I just want to say I would love to to experience like feet of snow over a short period of time. You know, like the just just a crazy amount of snow. That would be awesome. I'm sure all of the people in the world that live in those conditions think it's amazing. Yeah. Sarcasm. That's a sarcasm notice. So how to go uh on your, your, your your trip in Ohio. Good, man. Uh, easy trip out. I ended up staying at my dad's cabin overnight. I drove north, hung out with John for a little bit, then headed west to the cabin. And that's kind of like halfway between. And so what I did is Thursday night, stayed at my dad's place, which Again, I've kind of said on the podcast before that when I need to refresh and rejuvenate, I tend to do better alone. So I, I had that day to just spend time on my own. Friday, I went out and took a lot of photos that you'll start seeing going out on the TA Instagram and Facebook feeds and stuff like that, um, and on our website as well. So I ended up, so, so this, you know, up at the cabin, it was already buried. Um, everything was ice and gross and whatever. And I had over 800 pounds of steel targets in my Jeep, plus all my guns, ammo, gear. No problem with traction then, right? So, yeah, traction was great. And my (laughs) springs, my springs loved it. You know, you can see it's like I posted up on my Jeep page a picture of it. And it it looks like it's it's got like the North Carolina squat. I don't know if you ever seen those dudes in like North Carolina, these jacked up diesels, but the back ends like slammed down. So that's what it looked like. But yeah, I lugged these steel targets out into the middle of nowhere. It seriously took me about an hour, maybe an hour and a half just to get the targets to where I wanted to get the photos. Um, And I was alone, of course. Uh, So yeah, I got a workout there. I got the workout shoveling, you know, workout running around the range with the gimbal. Uh, But yeah, so Paul, Black Iron Gunner, we've had him on this podcast, had what he called an open range day. It was essentially just open invite if you wanted to come out and shoot, come on out, bring your ammo, whatever. And there was about two dozen people that showed up. So that was a a pretty good turnout. And it was super low-key. I brought some targets to shoot. Paul already had a bunch of targets, obviously. And we had some competition runs going where people could win some stuff. I know Zev donated something. Vertix donated a bag. Um. Harrington Arms had a comp. So we had two targets that we decided to throw in as well. So it was pretty fun. It was a a good day. Um, I didn't do anything crazy. I kind of kept it low key. Like I said, this weekend for me was more or less just kind of getting away and had some, you know, many hours on the road to strategize about business and think about stuff. And, um, but it was good. It was a good time. And, you know, that side of Ohio is close enough that it only is really about a six hour drive. So, you know, fill up one stop, maybe get some fuel, food, whatever. And yeah. it's easy drive. Yeah. Very cool. Now I'm looking forward to uh, me and Dusty driving up to 
Illinois to train with Donovan at Point One Tactics this this weekend. And honestly, like with these trips, I, I look forward to the drive just as much as anything. Just hitting the road and and I don't know. It, me and Dusty have done enough done enough traveling together where it's just easy to travel with each other. Uh, and you know, we always have fun. If you've ever seen anything with me and Dusty, we have a good time. So, and we also, I booked an Airbnb, which is a funny story about that. I'll go into it then. But Paul ended up crashing with me at the Airbnb, and that's always a good time too. I I like like you said the drive. I like the drive more. I think when I have somebody to talk to. Yeah. On my own, it's all right. You know, I have podcasts going and music and stuff, but it is fun when you have company. But the funny thing is, and I swear I didn't screw it up, but obviously I did somehow. I stayed in Madison, Ohio, which the house we got, you could see Lake Erie right from the window. And the funny thing is on Friday, I had packed a cabin up, got all the stuff back in the Jeep. And I was sitting there in the Jeep, idling it, warming it up. And the whole time putting in the address of the Airbnb that I booked into Waze. And it all of a sudden said 600 miles. I was like, <laughs> there's no way that that's correct. Maybe 150, but yeah, it said 600 miles. Here I had booked an Airbnb in Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> instead of Madison, Ohio. And what's really odd is like, I almost feel like it's an issue with the listing because then, so obviously I was freaking out because sometimes Airbnbs, they, like they allow up to 24 hours to accept your request. So I was quick, like searching Madison, Ohio, trying to find somewhere to get an Airbnb. And I found one. It said they would get back to me within 24 hours. But the funniest thing was right underneath the one that I selected for Madison, Ohio, was the one that I had booked in Madison, Wisconsin. So like I know that I had Madison, Ohio in the listing mm-hmm. during the search bar. Somehow that one showed up and that's the one I picked. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get that 500 bucks back or not. Probably not, but, um, yeah, that was interesting. That's funny. Every time, man, every time there's something like that that happens. But thankfully they responded within about an hour of me putting that request in. So I was, like, headed to an Airbnb that I didn't even know if I had. Yeah, it's great. Well, it is Madison, Ohio. I don't see that as being a uh, heavily trafficked, area if it was anywhere else you, you probably would have been driving somewhere that didn't have any it yeah, didn't have I, any openings i could see in the summer if people are going for the lake or whatever but yeah i'm headed there in january like nobody's i don't think anybody's going on the lake in right. january yeah but yeah we got it worked out it was, it was pretty good um lots of good good conversations as always with paul i enjoy talking with him and spending time with him and uh, lots of good people showed up on the range. So it was a good time. And I did get to shoot a little bit too, not just cameras and stuff. I was actually shooting my pistols. And then at the end of the day, Paul and I, like the range day was over. Paul and I went back to our Airbnb. We both ended up taking a nap and woke up a couple hours later, grabbed all of our night vision gear and then hit the range nice. um, with, with the IR camera. So I'm excited to go through that footage. Because I also had giggles out there. So we were shooting under night vision with select fire. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Should be good. That, that, should that, be good content. That doesn't give you the giggles. I don't know what will. Well, and uh, I just upgraded giggles this morning. I don't know if you caught the TA story, but I'm not yet. I uh, begged Geisley for four of their super select fire triggers, and now Giggles has a super select fire trigger. Nice. Yeah, it's way better. Way better. It feels really nice. So I can't wait to get out and play with it some more. I'm just excited to troll people with our content because, like, at this point, everybody knows that that particular AR 15 is select fire, and I'm never going to run it select fire like ever it'll just be the the running joke have the capability but don't use it <laughs> yeah there you go i said to ethan like the only time we're gonna run it in content is when people beg for it and even then it'll just be like three rounds yeah sometimes it's more fun to be able to than to actually do well and i've always said this i don't enjoy just mag dumps no full auto it's like a, it's fun that it's, one time. Yeah, it's fun for first for a couple of times to to be able to do it. And yeah, then, if you've never experienced full auto, it's it's fun. You know, it's cool to experience it and just hear a little AR fifteen platform rip because the cycle rate is so fast. But you know, like even under night vision, what we were doing is like con- controlled three round strings. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and to be honest, like it's not that much faster than semi auto and it's less accurate. Like it's harder to control it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to play with it. And if nothing else, it'll make some fun content every once in a while, Yeah. especially suppressed. It'll be good. Definitely. What'd you guys, what are you guys getting into currently? Um, like I said, we're getting ready to go up to, uh, I go shoot this weekend. I have not shot since ORD weekend in the fall. Wow. Uh, Lots of dry fire, but have not. And I have several new guns that I've, I've not shot. We've we've scheduled range days the last last couple of weeks. Like we've we've scheduled our shot list and and video plans stuff like that. And then the high is like twelve for the day, and we both look at each other and we're like, you know what? I'll just I'll go find a video from from the summer and we'll just repost that <laughs> like we aren't really doing anything all that new when we go anyway so <clears throat> we'll just let's just find yeah, something else and stay in so we've we, we, we tried to get out the last couple of weeks and man it's just you know it, it's it's not fun which which stinks to say that going to the range isn't fun because most people you know would would jump at the chance to go to the range especially when you have a range all by yourself and you can do whatever you want but it's not new to us anymore, <clears throat> and it literally is work. We're, we're not going to like play around. We're going to to work. So it's it's a uh, and we just had enough stuff to do here at the office that that we're like it, we should stay here and <clears throat> and get work done. So uh, and I'm really looking forward to going going this weekend and bringing the cameras, um, and just I mean, we're going there to train. So we're going to we're we're going to shoot a lot, but. I'm also looking so, forward to the opportunity to, to try to get some video and pictures. The real question is, are you going to try to do Donovan's drill? Oh, I'll try. Yeah. That thing is, that's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, man, I look at those drills like that and I think I could get there. Honestly, I think I could get to that point, but 
holy cow, man, the amount of commitment to get some of these drills. It's just, yeah. and that's just crazy. That's a difference maker is, you know, <clears throat> these are drills made. It's just like the, there's a few drills out there that, that these instructors do where there's multiple strings of fire at different distances and moving and reloading all these things. And, and it, it really does test every single aspect of, of shooting. And unless you're somebody who, who puts the work in and, and, and really trains a lot consistently, like you're, you're probably not gonna be able to do each of these things back to back. Like I watched this video of each of the strings. I'm like, I can do all those things. I just don't know that I can do them one after another back to back, um, you know, consistently. So that's, and that's where skill comes in. Yeah. I mean, that's where earned skill comes in is being able to do, being able to do things on demand and to a high level of, of skill. That's where training comes in and practice. Like I said, I've not shot since, the fall. So I'm, uh, I'm not expecting that level of shooting out of myself. Yeah. I shoot a lot and I don't have that level. I, I don't know. Like sometimes I can, I can rip drills and, you know, run a, a pistol. I'm definitely much, much, much more comfortable with a carbine. Yeah. If I have a rifle or an AR pistol or something in my hand. Yeah there's many standards that I can meet with a, a platform like that, but with a pistol, it's, it's wild, but I did actually put a red dot on my Glock 22. I saw that. And Welcome I'm going to be putting, yeah, well, you know, I like the uh, forged iron sights <laughs> since we forged the journey here, but no, this cute little Glock 21 45 ACP that I'm showing you there in the picture is going to get a red dot as well. I'm going to be sending that out to get machine, get a threaded barrel, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have a, uh, I have a hollow sun. I think it's a 508 T that's going to go on this one. So I'll have a dot on two of my pistols. So, th- you know, this range day was kind of cool for me. Cause I was like, there were guys setting up drills with these standards, like build drills and some other stuff that were going on on this open range day. And I was definitely trying them with the dot and I don't know. I have a lot to learn with a red dot. Yeah, it, it, it's, it does take when I'm like already on target and I'm shooting, I can rip. Um, it's super simple, but just, you know, working that draw, getting the the dot on yep. uh, all of the stuff that comes around that is still things, you know, it's stuff I'm learning, but I did beat Paul on the dueling tree. I will say that I was, uh, yeah, yeah. it was a very intense battle and like everyone in the range is watching we ended up each going through over 50 rounds combined. Like all of us, we emptied every single mag and it was my last shot. He ran out of ammo. My last shot, I swung the paddle over. <laughs> so that was fun. It's, it was a good, good weekend, man. It was a really good weekend. Much needed. Yeah, um, it was awesome. But we, we have a lot going on and we have a meeting this afternoon, just more strategy and sales and marketing and all that. Um, but something, you know, I, I'm not going to go in depth into it, but I suspect that in 2021, we're going to have a new division um, in TA targets, which I'm excited about. I'm still working through, you know, kind of what that looks like and, and how that changes things in the company. 
but it will require hiring at least one more person. But I've been game planning it, you know, put it in front of my business partners. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more today. And I think it just makes a lot of sense. So as I develop more info, I'll obviously share it here. But it's a, a little bit of a change up from what we do right now. And it's not really product related. So that's all I'm going to leave you guys with for oh, now. That's exciting. Just something to have, just have ideas and new things. I, you know, the moments that I get nervous about my business is when I don't have anything else to be doing. Like when I don't have any new things or new ideas, I just got off the phone with, which I can't say anything about this. I had to sign it. NDA and all kinds of stuff. We're, so we're, but we're, but we're, there's a collaboration that, that, that I'm starting to work on that um, kind of just popped up out of nowhere and that I'm super excited about. So it, uh, it's it just stuff like that, you know, that and the new products that, that I'm working on and um, it just gets me excited for the, for the future. And that's what kind of drives me to, to, I don't know, just to be excited to, do what I do. <clears throat> I think if I was, if I was still just, just making neomags, I think I'd probably be burnt out and, and, and probably would have moved on by now, but just, you know, having the opportunity to, to be creative and work on new things and do fun stuff has me excited. Um, which I think that's, oh, go ahead. No, I did, no, go ahead. I, gonna say, I think that's part of, I mean, you and I were talking on the phone as I was driving and, one of the topics you're we talking about a little bit is um, just thinking, you know, can we do this for the rest of our lives? Can I see myself doing this for the next 25 years? And I think if you look at, and I'll use the example of creating content. So if I look at my future and I say for the next 25, 30 years, I'm going to take pictures of guns and I'm going to take videos and pictures of targets. That doesn't drive me. Right. You know, yes, it's a passion of mine. It's something I enjoy. But if you can't expand your lens into what the mission is, you know, what does that content produce or what is the result of that in other people's lives? What, is, what are the products helping other people to do? If you can't buy into the mission and you can't see past, you know, maybe the certain things that you're doing right this second, it's, it's depressing sometimes and you can get yourself into a funk um, and it, you definitely, you need to watch that. And, you know, that's things that I've gone through. And then, you know, we get into these spells where it's an exciting time for us too. I talked about possibly a new company division. We're working on three or four new products that are steel targets and um, systems around that. And that's exciting to me. Um, even other products, like I'm looking into having some molded products, which are super weird. Like we don't ever do stuff like that. And it's not even necessarily firearms related at all, but just a need that I found um, in an industry. And it's just, it's things like that, that keep me moving forward because I know that I'm not in this box of make believe left, right boundary. You know, if it means that I come up with a product line that ultimately creates a totally different business, so be it all of us, my partners and everybody are all open to doing whatever we feel led to do. And it's cool. You know, one of our guys that we have on board, Perry um, has been awesome to help me work through some of this stuff 
and yesterday we talked on the phone about this one, you know, this company division idea for almost, well, probably an hour and a half, I would say we talked about this specific idea. Um, and it's the one cool thing about having other people on our team now is the fact that I'm able to bounce these ideas around yeah. um, and then let other people kind of sit and digest it and come back with, okay, this, this is a, an area of red flags. This is something we need to watch out for so we don't get blindsided. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm excited, but I also know that, like I said, the only way to do some of the stuff I'm talking about is to pull the trigger and hiring some more people, which again, goes back to the cycle of, yeah, that's exciting, but it's also scary and, um, and stressful at the same time. So yeah, <clears throat> navigating all that. And it's, I'm at a point with, with my product, with, like with these, with these two new products that I've been working on, like the one product I've been working on for years. And honestly, like the last year and a half, I've, I've had stuff, but like, it's kind of been working and I'll sketch stuff here and there, but I really, and, and I would, I would sit down and I would, I'd work on it hard and we'll get to a point where I'm stuck. It's just, I can't figure out how to make it work, how I, how I need it to work. And, and with the bar set where I have it set. Um, and so I'd kind of, wa I'd walk away from it. And, and so, you know, like a month ago, just, I made it my goal for, uh, for this year um, to, to hit new stuff really hard. Like this is the year that, that I'm going to figure out these, these products. I'm going to make it work. And, um, and it's frustrating, man. Like, you know, trying to come up with new things and, and like brand new things never been done before is really hard to do and time consuming and it's expensive. And for me right now, the, like the most frustrating thing, well, there's, there's kind of two things with these is, is, uh, is one of them is just all right. So with, I've actually named them. So I came up with a way to name projects. Um, you know, like Apple has, you know, uses animals and stuff like that. I came up with, with a way to name projects by using the names of mighty ducks players. So that's super cool. Right. Um, kind of darky. Nope. Not <laughs> at all. So project Conway is the one that I'm most excited about. And it's one I've been, I've been working on for years. So like I've come up with what I thought was the, the deal. This is the real deal. It's time to go to production with this or, you know, you know, get pre-production samples made, get these out to people to, to start using and running, get some feedback before we go to final product and stuff. And I think that's happened like three times. And <clears throat> as soon as, I would get to a point where like it works great for me and then I would have dusty use it and it would fail. So I'm like, well, time to scrap that and, and try to fix whatever issue that is. And then, and then I would, I think I'd fix that and I'm all excited. Like, okay, this is it. It's time to go to pre-production and something would happen. It would fail again. It's just, um, man, like when you work on something for so long, 
and you're so excited for what for what the possibilities of this product is, but you aren't quite there yet, it's really frustrating. And it's really it, it's well, it's a mix of excitement and and frustration of just I know what the I know the capability of this product and what it's gonna do for us and the industry, but it's not there yet. And then you have these moments of doubt, like, is it gonna get there? It, am I gonna spend all this years of work and prototyping and kind of expense? And is this really gonna work? Like, am I really gonna find a way for this to work? Or is this, or is this, you know, like, at what point do you give up on it and say this isn't gonna work? And I, and I know we're not there yet, but those moments just, you know, they come and go. Like you go from this excitement of this is it, this is gonna work and this doesn't work. Is this ever gonna work? And then the other thing is, so um, uh, with the other product, I'm trying to remember what I named that one. Um, the other product is the whole, it just um, all the pieces of it are, are outsourced. We aren't, we aren't doing any of it here. So just frustrating with, frustration with that is that like one of the parts is it's going to be kind of a long lead time on it. The other part I could order now and start having production made. The other part we haven't even started on production stuff yet. I'm waiting for pricing and timeline and stuff. So that was frustrating just because like I have no control over over it. So um, I'm on somebody else's timeline and, and I've looked into bringing the process in-house, but I just don't think it's it's right for us. It's right fit for us right now to bring it in house. So, especially as you're just getting like that's a really hard call to make before the product has even hit the shelf and proven to be viable. I mean, at this point, I think you and I have talked about it. Sometimes we have these ideas and we can kind of tell where they're going to go just because we know our customer base. But yeah, I could see that being a hesitation where um, you don't want to invest in a process if you don't know you know, what kind of volume are you looking at even? Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's one of the big, <clears throat> big things too, is, is trying to, trying to assume potential sales on something that doesn't exist <laughs> is, uh, right. is nearly impossible. So all you can do is go off your current products and gauge is this going to be more or less popular than our current products and try to kind of gauge off of those off of those quantities and what we do there because because of tooling for uh for some of the parts on 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 conway are going to be tens of thousands of dollars so which Ooh, that's nice nice good yeah <laughs> yeah you know like cut no problem just yeah. uh yeah a couple you know couple thousand dollars times a couple tens. Yeah. It, Easy I mean, peasy. It's like, it, it could be somebody's salary this year, you know? Um, so, but it's one of those things, like if it's a successful product, it's a no brainer because it's going to make itself like that tooling is going to pay itself off in no time. If it does what I hope it's going to do, like I'm gauging all this off of educated guesses and hope. <laughs> so, it's really uh, scary, but which I'm glad that we have enough capital that I don't have to go to the bank and tell them that, you know, like I don't have to go, uh, I don't have to go take loans out or anything. We've been, I, I, I've been smart enough 
over the years to to set us up in a good good situation where <clears throat> where I don't have to do that. But um, because yeah, I'm not sure I could pitch that to the bank. Hey, I need you to give me like twenty to fifty thousand dollars on something that I hope is going to work. I don't, right. I, don't, I don't think banks banks like to hand out loans based on hope. <clears throat> yeah, it's always a gamble. Um, on that note, with uh, purchases, our CNC press break showed up nice. yesterday in the snowstorm. I actually haven't even walked down to look at it yet. But that was the last piece. We needed that break before we install the big table. And now we don't really have anything holding us back. So it'll be exciting. I'm excited to have that capability because some of these products that I'm prototyping require that piece of equipment to actually make. So kind of important. Yeah. But that was one of the, you know, it kind of falls into the category of what you're talking about. But at the same time, there were certain processes we were outsourcing for some of our other pieces of our products. And with this machine, now we can bring that all in house. So I'm excited to see what that does to the bottom line with some of these products, because now we're not paying a markup from another company. We're yeah. keeping it here in the shop. That'll be exciting. Um, but either way, time will tell. And we still, you know, it's one of the conversations that we've been having lately is we still may for the time being continue to outsource those particular components just because of time and schedule and production and all of that. But that's at the end of the day, just having the option is kind of where, you know, having the luxury of being able to decide what route you want to go yeah, is sometimes nice. Yeah. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> I mean, we, we've talked about this multiple times, just pros and cons of, of outsource and in-house and there's, there's big pros and cons of both. Yeah, the hard part is always figuring out when, you know, figuring out the when. Yep. That's always hard. But I don't know. I feel like it gets easier in some aspects as we go. Some of that is there's, I mean, there's still a lot riding on it. Don't get me wrong. But some of these decisions aren't quite as hard because we have a couple years of a track record. Back in 2015, had no track record, nothing. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Oh, we had a, uh, a meeting on Saturday. <clears throat> There's a guy that I've, um, he goes to, goes or went to my church uh, a while back and he's been following us on social media. And he's asked me for years actually to, um, to come and help out so he's he's a six sigma black belt certified uh, lean six sigma which basically he he goes into businesses and helps them um with processes and and getting getting things leaner and and running smoother and more efficient and stuff like that and uh i've kind of pushed him off for years just because i'm like hey it's just me and dusty in here like we're we're pretty lean with how we're doing things and, and didn't really see much need, but uh, over the last year, just as much as we've grown and what I, and with these new products that I, that I foresee coming in and um, 
and having a machinist to multiple machines and just it, it we're at the point now where 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 I wanted to have somebody come in who was a professional knows what they're doing with this stuff and could just could could teach us what to you know what to look for and see if there's any glaring issues or, or anything like that and it, uh, it's pretty fascinating really and and he's a, a he's he really nerds out over this stuff and I kind of do too. I, I think if I wasn't doing what I was, what I was doing, I, like I could see getting into doing that, like go to, a, you know, from a small business to a large business. I mean, he's done, he's done this for some pretty big names and, and to have him come here and our little shop and, and see how we do things. And actually it was kind of cool to hear him say that he was impressed with what we were, what we've been doing uh, was, was pretty neat, but, you know, we're looking to really make some big changes here internally and um, and getting better organized, getting better laid out, getting um, and just improving uh, like our accuracy and our like accuracy of shipping, accuracy of of stock management, of of all that stuff. So I'm really excited to to kind of start messing with that stuff and getting getting the place laid out better, getting processes in hand i ordered a few things we're going to start i really want to start doing zone shipping instead of like we still kind of ship how i used to ship in my basement when it was just me i just had a shipping table with some shelves right behind me with some bins but we're to the point now where we can't really fit all the all the bins and skews in our shipping area and we're not going to be able to especially after we add add some more products so we're going to kind of redo uh, our shipping and fulfillment and like I bought a barcode scanner and all kinds of stuff. So that's something I, that I'm looking really the, the next, I, I kind of tasked everybody within the next four weeks, I really want to uh, start. Well, in the next couple of weeks, I want to, like, I want to have a plan put together and, uh, and then start getting things moved and I want in four weeks, I, I, I kind of want everything to be in place and, um, and start, start some of these new processes. So it's going to go fast and, but it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big benefit for us. You're changing up the shop so many times before I even get out to see the new shop. I know, man. It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I, I think you need to put all of your growth and potential on hold until I can come out and say hi. I think you just need to come out. I just was out. Well, you didn't come. <laughs> I didn't. I had to leave Sunday morning first thing. Loser. And Saturday I was busy all day. But that's something that we're talking about as well. Um, there's a lot that we could change in our process. Our shop is laid out ridiculously goofy. And our product is so large. So we're constantly struggling with that as well and looking into other uh, changes and tweaks. And now that we have the new website and our new SKU methodology and all of that figured out, we can actually entertain some of these conversations. But for a little while there, it was just too much going on at one time. Yeah. Knew that the processes needed to be refined, but man, it's like at some points you just can't, you can't have everything going on at the exact same time with a small crew or you're just, you end up screwing everything up. 
but that's something I'm watching is our shipping area is constantly overflowing um, with orders going out and products coming in and trying to figure out either another spot in the shop to ship from or a different method. But yeah, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't have the answer for that yet for us, but it's definitely on our radar. Yeah. Just, there's something about about having uh, I know the first thing I was going to say is is you know one of the kind of coolest exercises that he did with us is do like a spaghetti diagram basically where you know print out the floor plan of your entire shop and draw like okay so for this part the material comes in here, then it goes over here for, for cutting, then it goes here for finishing, then it goes here for assembly and then QC and boxing and shipping in and out and stuff like, you know, for each year, for each year products, each year parts draw, like, you know, physically draw on your floor plan of your shop where things go. And that's a real quick and easy way to figure out does this make sense how we're doing things? Is there, is there a lot of backtracking? Is there, is there open space on the way from here to here? Is there, um, there are, are there pinch points where you have people waiting on, on people to get out of the way? And it just, um, you know, just doing a simple thing like that was really, that was really neat. And for honestly, for as small as we are, and for kind of as few people as we have here, it's really like backtracking for us means you're walking 10 feet back and forth. You know, like we aren't backtracking from one side of the building to the other. All of our backtracking is done within a 10 to 20 foot spot. So is that really like holding back? You know, yeah, it's, it's like, it's such a small amount of, of time spent backtracking that for a company our size, it's, it's not really gonna make a difference now for a large company with a lot of people doing doing backtracking you know 10 to 20 feet back and forth and then it magnifies and and it becomes an issue so it's just it's but it's kind of good to see that and learn that now so that way in our like our next building um because it, it also kind of points out the flaws in in floor plans and setups in your building and that will kind of teach you, you know, if you get to move or build another shop or something like that, what, what to do and what's going to help actually make sense for, you know, for your, and for your process and stuff like that. So it, you know, I mean, Nate started, started kind of nerding out on thinking about what the perfect shop would, would, would look like and stuff. So uh, it's kind of exciting to, to, to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's also daunting, but I, uh, we've definitely dug into that and we made a lot of changes in the last three years to get to where we are. And I I know we're going to have a lot more to go, but that's the process. That is what it is. Um, I definitely don't, I guess I don't nerd out on that as much anymore because my hand is out of process and shipping. Um, but the, problem is i think i'm 
not the problem, but I'm definitely more aware of it from my seat. So sometimes I do jump in and, and we have these discussions about it, but for the most part, um, as far as efficiencies, I'm looking at it from the marketing and sales and yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, there's definitely a balance there because I'm trying to do, I'm trying to remind myself, like I shouldn't be the one out in the shop moving, moving racks and labeling things. And, and actually like my goal is to oversee this process and have, and have Nate and have the other uh, people that actually work in these spaces. Yeah. I'm trying to facilitate these, these changes and be the kind of main director of it, but still do my job. Um, and it's so hard for me to do that because I really just want to get out there and roll my sleeves up and, and, and do all that stuff and, and move shelves and organize bins and play with a label maker and barcode scanner and stuff. But <laughs> you know, like that's, that shouldn't be what I'm doing with my time. Right. That's, that's a tough part, but I do nerd out over seeing those processes. So, um, and just know that my company is getting more efficient and getting more accurate and in the end saving money and and more job security for, for my employees and stuff like that so um because I, I, I guess deal like if we can if we can figure out how to become more efficient then we can add more products and processes with potentially the same team therefore becoming more profitable if we have a if if things kind of downturn well we have about the same team as what we did um so i know that we can afford to to have a downturn you know it, it, so i guess what i'm getting to like if we can have the same team and be able to run the same team with less demand but also be able to run the same team with more demand than we're having now, then that's kind of the, it's kind of the dream. And that's, and really that's kind of the, I've definitely started to fall in love with, with the, with running a business and trying to figure out how to better run a business. Um, so like I'm trying to be, you know, engineer and, and, and stuff and and do that stuff that i'm gifted at but i'm also kind of the guy that's in charge here too so i need to make sure that i'm that i'm managing the business and and at least trying to look at what we're doing and see if there's a better way to do it and then facilitate those those changes with my team that's fun yeah yes it is it's more fun to see it when it's done i mm -hmm. think but Good stuff, man. Yeah. That's exciting. There's a lot going on. Um, I feel like I said it last podcast, I think, or a couple podcasts ago, I feel like I still haven't really processed all of 2020. Um, uh, maybe I never will. Maybe I'll just get five years down the road and things will kind of click. And 2021 will click and things will make sense. But I think we're going to make some power moves this year. And I'm excited to make it happen for sure. Forge ahead, my friend. Forge ahead. Just got to figure out how to buy more guns. 
There's like there's none available right now. It's ridiculous. It's the ammo. But I did come across some ammo for a good, for a, well, these days, a good deal. It's not a good deal compared to a year ago, but these days I got it for a good deal. So. Yeah, I'm working on that. We might, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some news on that at some point. Who knows? Well, don't share your news just with anybody else. Just, just me. Just you. Nah, there's a Nobody's strategy there. To, nobody else needs to know. Strategy there. I'm the only person in your strategy. I'm kind of worried about this here 45 breaking my wrist. <laughs> it's going to be weird. But basically, a cannon. Two world wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I need to get back to work. Yep, same here. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As yep. always, make sure you leave us a rating, review, whole nine yards, follow our pages, TA Targets, at the Neomag. Do it. And you will not regret it. Tell a friend. That's about too. our podcast. Tell your friends. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. Hope you have a great day. See ya.